In a world full of adventure, beauty, and bad decisions, Riley Grace, that's me, and my two best friends, Rachel and Olivia, create a guide that will help you survive Europe, college style. Chicks abroad. Results may vary. And now it's time for Tips and Tricks with Olivia. One, don't budget because even if you do, it's all going out the window. A cappuccino can be anywhere from $8 to 2 Like, you can never know. And a meal can be anywhere from $45 crepe to a $2 street crepe. You never know. Another tip is Frenchmen are freaking creepy and very aggressive. So watch out for that, although they are beautiful and they entice you, they think American girls are easy. So don't be that. Thanks for the quick tips, Liv. It's February, and everyone who just moved to Paris with me is still trying to settle in. At this point, we've only known each other for about two weeks. We each decide that we want to take our first trip together. Brussels was only a four-hour bus ride from Paris, and so we spent about 12 euros on round-trip bus tickets. Ah, uh, yes, what an adventure that was. Yeah, I have many things that come to mind when I think of Brussels. The first one is being <laughs> on the bus going there and you doing the thing with your mouth on the water bottle. Oh my Very flattering. god. And then also how we hardly knew William at the time. We'd known him for like five days and you were sticking your fingers in his mouth while he slept. It was so funny. Couple highlights of Belgium. A fur coat purchase. Yes. Some cowboy boots. And the pink cowboy boots, yes. <laughs> and, oh, finding a bunch of Nazi relics at that flea market. That was odd. Do you remember that wooden penis thing? Yes. It had it holes like, in it? It had holes in it, sort of like it was supposed to be played like a flute. <laughs> but it was definitely shaped like a penis. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't, I don't want to say that I know what it was used for, but I feel like I might have an idea. <laughs> and you can't forget the famous Belgian waffles. Mm. Needless to say, they definitely live up to the hype. I literally still dream about these waffles. The only thing we really had left to do was to go to this tavern called Delirium. Yes, and so I think what this is all leading up to is <laughs> the, the delirious night at Delirium. We purchased a few beers at 10% alcohol content. Wasn't it like 12 and a half? Yeah, 10%. No, I don't know, 10, 12, who knows? There's a photo somewhere of that. It tasted, oh, what was it? Like, Dragoon? No, Dragon? it was like the oh, the Golden Drock 3000. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the number just really adds to it. <laughs> we met, yeah, the, so we we the, met the Air Force guys at Delirium. Yes, actually, we were sitting there, and then you got very excited because you heard people speaking English, and you're like, I know that language. Then they came down and sat with us as we consumed our beers, and we had a fantastic time. Tip number one. Even though it seems like a good idea to go hang out with the Air Force boys, making it back to your bus to Paris is way more important. Stay together. 
we should have plenty of time to sit down for a beer or two, grab our bags from the hostel, and make it back to the bus stop by 7.30 p.m. Well, yeah, it would be enough time for normal people, but we are very special. Before we knew it, it was 6.15, and William realized that his bus was scheduled to leave before ours, an hour before, which would be 6.30. Needless to say, he was definitely going to miss that bus, and he didn't seem bothered. This is where everything goes very south. Suddenly, I was officially lost. I couldn't find Rachel or William or Natalie or Faith. I found myself sitting at a Mexican restaurant with this random Air Force guy eating chips and salsa. The problem was that we lost Rachel and the others when they went underground on the subway. I was so frustrated that I whipped out my French. I used my minimal French skill abilities to ask this old couple if they knew where a particular street was and thanks to my lower level French, we made it to the bus stop on time. So William somehow managed to sneak onto our bus, which left an hour later than his you by scheming the system. He took a photo of Natalie's ticket and used it and got on before her and somehow they both got on. Imagine if Natalie didn't get on. I remember feeling so much anxiety in that moment. Oh man. Wait, didn't you end up having to buy a new ticket? No, it was Faith. Yes. Faith paid the bus driver to get on. But she didn't have any cash. She took my cash. No face. So technically, yes, I paid it. In the end, we all made it back on the bus home. And we all got to wave goodbye to the cute Air Force boys from the windows on our bus back to Paris. Welcome to Barcelona, one of the most famous places in the world for vacations and partying. I can confidently say this is one of the most fun and craziest vacations I've ever been on. I'm going to touch on a few things that could help you enjoy your time there too. Let's start with the hostels. Although relatively cheap, very clean, they make you pay 5 euros to rent towels. Me and my friends are really tired of money the whole trip, and we'd rather spend 5 euros on a pitcher of sangria than to get towels. That being said, we would take showers and have to shake dry. It was definitely the most uncomfortable feeling of my life to have to put on my pajamas while still completely wet. And I'm pretty sure I woke up the next morning and my hair was still soaking wet. So on that note, tip number two. For hostels in general, make sure you bring at least a small towel with you in your backpack. Barcelona has some of the hottest and most exclusive clubs in the world. One specific club is called Opium. Me, Rachel, Olivia, Face, and Ellen all decided it was our mission to get into this club. We met my roommate Annalise there, but when we got there, she had already taken care of getting in for us. She told me to walk up to the big man in a suit and say I was there with Megan for five. All of a sudden, they escorted us into this booth overlooking the dance floor. There was bottle service in our booth with little snacks, sodas, and a huge bottle of Grey Goose vodka that was sitting on this little mechanism that held it up and you could just tip it over and pour it into your cup. I was in awe of where we were and what was going on. I looked at Annalise and all the friends and she just looked at me and she goes, there's 17 of us, so we just split all paying for this booth. 
Soon enough, the main event was starting. Confetti was flying everywhere. Everybody's screaming. All of a sudden, this bald man jumps up onto the DJ stand with this trumpet. Just starts tooting the thing, and everybody's going nuts. Later, I found out that that's the trumpet man. And he's super popular in Europe, especially Barcelona. That was probably one of the greatest nights of my life so far. Tip number three. Want to get into a highly exclusive club? Just fork over $1,500 for a booth. Fast forward a few days and we took a short flight over to Mallorca, which is an island off of Spain. It's only a 30 minute flight from the coast where Barcelona is. We ended up splitting an Airbnb between the six of us because it was cheaper than the hostels in the main city of Palma. Turns out Airbnbs are actually banned in Mallorca. It was a weird, weird, weird Airbnb in Mallorca that we booked that, I don't know, the floors were very white, but my feet were constantly dirty. <laughs> my feet were dirty the whole time. The shower head wasn't <laughs> attached to the wall. We had to hold the shower head. <laughs> Everything was wet. Yes, the shower head not attached to the wall. Mm -hmm. And you guys, for some reason, couldn't figure out how to take a shower without getting water all over the ground. Every morning, we'd wake up, and we'd have to go to the bathroom in two inches of water. Oh, man. That was a filthy trip. There were two bedrooms, one with a queen, and the other with a queen and a twin for six people. Me? Rachel, Olivia, and Face ran to the bedroom with two beds immediately to not have to room with Ellen. Our immediate solution was to fit four people in the room and create what we called Mega Bed. Oh my goodness. I love Mega Bed with my whole heart. Mm -hmm. Mega Bed, that was uh to set the scene, um, two double-sized beds pushed into one. Oh, no, it was a queen a and a twin. <gasps> oh! Yeah. Oh my god, even better. <laughs> that explains the weird non-centralness of the whole. Exactly, exactly. Mega bed. Tip number four. Was gonna be to not rent an Airbnb in a place where Airbnbs are banned, but honestly, we got mega bed out of that, and this actually turned out to be a positive. Time had finally come for our trip to Amsterdam. After our last 11-day trip and taking five airplanes throughout that one trip, my anxiety had told me I'd finally had enough. I told all my friends that I was going to be taking a bus there. It was an eight-hour bus ride. With the supportive friends that I have, they decided that they would take the bus with me. But we did not successfully do that the first time around. Specifically, three very distinct bus trips. They were supposed to last like eight hours each. Mine took 11 because my bus broke down on the side of the road. Riley and Alyssa got there pretty smoothly and then Liv got there like a day late because she forgot her passport and could not enter or exit any countries besides France. I actually lost my ID the other day, which sucks, and then I realized I also lost my social security card, so. This seems to be a theme with her. We're about to load up on the buses. Everyone was like, oh, like, do you have your passport? And I was like, oh, I don't have my passport. And I literally was like, I'm gonna make the bus, like da da da. So then I Uber home, and by the time I get home, the bus has already left. And so then, like all night, I'm sitting on the steps of my like post-parents' house and like just like crying and like people are like coming up because I was just, I was sad that I missed it and I didn't think I was gonna be able to go. After all the insanity was over, we finally all made it to Amsterdam. 
we got to go to the Tulip Festival, and we even got to celebrate the King's birthday, King's Day. Hey everybody, it's me, Rachel. We're back here for Koningsdag 2019. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, Alyssa, we're filming for my podcast. Here we go. Say something important. Hello, happy Koningsdag. We're having a great time. One really big highlight of our trip besides celebrating King's Day was Gideon. Gideon was the love of all of our lives. The, <laughs> the front desk boy at our hostel. Wildly handsome. Very chiseled. Very Canadian. Very Dutch. Somehow best of both worlds. Good basketball player, I've heard. So yeah, we would pass Gideon every time we would walk past the front desk and we all put on our best show for him. Chest out, butt out, kissy face. Love me, Gideon. Please, I beg of you. So I really just think that American men just need to step it up because if I can walk into a room after living on this earth for 21 years and have a guy take my breath away, that is saying something because wow, Gideon was this gorgeous human who enticed every girl who walked in the room because he was like the classically beautiful man who with big muscles and then also had this amazingly beautiful sensitive side to him where he played guitar and wrote poetry. I just don't understand why a romance novel has not been written about him yet. He's just literally perfect. And then he also had a crush on Riley and told her her hair was classy. And then he sent her flowers. So I just really think American men just do not have the same standards as European men because I just don't understand how that's even like a thing. Like we make movies about that kind of stuff. Tip number five, wanna find a tall, chiseled romantic husband right away go to Amsterdam now back to our partying scene Rachel decided to make herself an outfit for King's Day since you had to wear bright orange but she decided to customize it a little bit yes that was a handmade creation check out my Etsy page <laughs> hashtag I'm so drunk um borrowed a sewing kit from my host mom a little Parisian woman named Madame Petit Precious lady, love her to death. Borrowed her sewing kit and embroidered my very plain orange sweatshirt to say, I am so drunk on the arm. Realized a little while later that I had embroidered it upside <laughs> down, but that sort of added to, you know, the state of mind and the sentiment, so it only reinforced everything that was already true. Um, and I wore it, I was comfortable. It was like, it was horrible weather when we very, were there. Very, very cold. <laughs> we were all wearing orange ponchos, looking terrible. Oh, hush, you looked fabulously wasted, Rachel. At the end of the day, after all the chaos, one of the best things we can take away from this is our favorite memories. My favorite memory from study abroad overall was probably when we biked all the way to Mallorca. Oh my God, not to Mallorca. When we biked all, all the way from like our hotel room to this like secret cave um, area, this like really pretty cove where no one was. And we just like parked our bikes and just like kind of set up camp there for like a whole day. And the water was like picturesque blue. Yeah, that was my favorite day. Thanks for listening to Chicks Abroad. Hopefully you learned something today. Check out our blog at agcj366.tamu.edu. 
to read the journal entries that I wrote each day and get all the full details of each story along with photos of all our adventures. Also, check out our new merch line featuring Rachel's hashtag I'm so drunk hoodies. Tune into our next episode to continue to hear all of our traveling catastrophes.